to New Zealand Vegan Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and this is episode 96. Um, and there was a theme that I'm going to talk about today, and I'm going to really, really try not to just ramble. I listened to one of my old podcasts the other day, um, I think it was number four, and I was actually shocked and embarrassed at how I just completely didn't get to the point and I kept repeating myself and I thought, my goodness, I don't know how people will put up with it. Um, but anyway, today, it's kind of funny because um, uh, there's there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that are, one is some vegan advocacy that I really want to point people's attention to, um, creative nonviolent vegan advocacy, and the other one is um, the because because even though it's halfway through 2012, um, we're still having disagreements with people who don't want to promote veganism and who say things like, well, I don't want to be preachy or things like that. And what do you know? I just saw a new article on Milen Wallet's uh, wonderful blog, My Face is on Fire. And um, that's at blogspot.com. And there's dashes between the words. My face is on fire with dashes between dot blogspot.com. So I'm going to talk about the article in a second because it kind of relates to what I was going to sort of talk about today and also some other work. First of all, I just want to point, I just want to talk about a couple of um, things that people have been doing. Um, the first thing I wanted to say was there is a new online e zine and that's by Maya Schleyen and it's the vegan times and um, it's also on Facebook and um, I'm going to submit an article um, and I'm so sorry Maya I was supposed to have done that already but there's already people been submitting heaps of work and it's abolitionist it's about veganism and it's um, Maya's if you have if you take a look at it her idea is to uh, speak to non-vegans and also other vegans about being unequivocal about veganism because like I say we're still having that conversation with people although more and more people are opening their minds and it's just um, truly wonderful to see this sort of this flowering happening uh, it's just uh, it's just so wonderful to see um, so that that I really recommend checking out um, and um, I'll put a link to the vegan times website um, on this article, on this podcast notes, and also, like I said, it's on Facebook. So if you are on Facebook, do check out the Vegan Times and like it, and then you can go ahead and support Maya there and her and her subscribe and her subscribers and her submitters of, of articles and things like that. She's doing this. I think she's doing this pretty much by herself. I mean, you know, it's amazing what one or two people can do if they put their minds to it. You don't need these big organizations. You just don't. And I think you should keep as far away from them as possible, as far away from them as possible. But then I've always said that. Another person I wanted to um, promote, uh, talk about what they were doing was Emmy James. Emmy has got a full-time job and has moved out of Auckland. And um, so she is um, doing her own thing um, in her new locale. And she has come up with this really cute little card that she's made that can it's, it's got a recipe for vegan cupcakes and the recipe that she uses as I believe is from um, Colleen Patrick Goudreau's The Joy of Vegan Baking and it's um, a really basic cupcake recipe uh, with as one uh, observer said items that everybody has in their um, 
in their cupboard and um, even uses water instead of soy milk which I find amazing um, I'd, I'm going to definitely try them and so Emmy's printed the recipe and it says a vegan cupcake for you and she's designed a picture of a cupcake and she printed hers out in bright yellow but you can print them out in any bright color that you like um, I love the bright yellow and she just came up with this and these are things that you can put in letter boxes even and they're non-obtrusive and they just and of course the links are all to abolitionist sites to Gary Francione's side and to our nzvegan.com and um, it just basically talks about veganism and it's I just think it's such a, an ingenious little idea and um, I do plan to print out a few for the store thank you so much Emmy because I'm going to give people cupcake recipes and I'm actually going to make those particular cupcakes uh, quite a few times I think and and then when people love them because they will because they're delicious um, Colleen Patrick Coudreau is an amazing baker as, as we all know and I will say well these are the particular cupcakes that you're having um, and even if they're not I'll just say hey look here's a cupcake recipe so I'm really grateful that she's printed those out and she's made them available for anyone um, because that's also part of it it's like these resources that we have is to make them available for everyone else um, so she's so she's um, made it very easy for you to access those and um, the link is Emmy Jane's um, it's emmyjames.com slash a vegan cupcake dot pdf let me just double check that anyway I'll put I'll put the link to that as well um, I can't because of my computer and uh, I'm having a few problems um, all of a sudden it's decided that I can't go on the internet while I'm recording so I should have written all these things down and I'm so disorganized and I'm terrible and I get things wrong and I get facts and figures wrong and it's just the way I am and uh, anyway those are my shortcomings so it's emmyjames.com slash a vegan cupcake for you dot pdf or just a vegan cupcake dot pdf but I will put the link so look on my blogspot address and you'll find the link and you can print them out and like I say there they print out three to a page they're double sided and you fold them in half and you can give them out to people or you can put them in letter boxes um, and the next one that I wanted to promote is Claire Wu who is a 15 year old or maybe she's 16 now sorry Claire um, uh, who has got uh, her own vegan education stall at her school in Auckland she's a full-time student and in her lunch break she's got a little table and she's got signs that she made and she promotes she's um, promotes veganism and um, I've actually given her some of our Boston Vegan um, Association pamphlets and I do it in good faith I know they won't mind because Claire is abolitionist and she is totally talking to people about veganism she's an amazing advocate um, I really treasure the fact that she's out there doing this and she put a video up um, at, uh, showing how she did it to inspire other people to do it and again it's it's she's doing this by herself because you know we we just we have to you have to do it. Um, action is, 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 is a big part of our movement, unlike what these rumors say. Um, the difference is that you're not, instead of sort of sending a donation to your local welfare slash whatever group and expecting them to do everything or um, writing to them and getting them to send you their welfareist, um, you know, um, pamphlets and things, you're doing it yourself. And Sadly, we are still in the minority. Um, there's more and more people doing it scattered all around and and they're just setting an example and um, and 
it's just it, they're showing how easy it is to do. It is easy to do if you have if you if you want to stand up for it. If you want to stand up for what's right. If you're not satisfied, like I, I hear people all the time saying, "Well, I, I'm not satisfied with, you know, what what uh, my group that I'm doing, but you know, at least they're doing something, and I'm I'm just I'm just helping them because I mean, I what else can I do? And it's like, no, break away from them and do your own thing. Be that voice. It just takes one. You know, don't give up and think, well, I can't do it by myself, so I have to go along with the status quo, I have to go along with this this welfare group, because they're the ones doing all the action, and, you know, um, and I understand that it's it can be intimidating to do something by yourself, and, and I understand that, um, um, but, I mean, what, what do you want, do you want to, do you want to see the end of the animal exploitation or not, uh, you know, I mean, and there's all kinds of things you can do, you can do online stuff, which is very, very effective, um, uh, if you can't do your own street store, but I, of course I am a big advocate for getting out in the community and being that voice because you are competing with, um, you know, we are uh, competing for um, air airwaves and airspace, I guess, with with all the all the other messages out there which are speciesist and welfareist and and things like that. So I just wanted to highlight those. Anyway, so Claire um, has a YouTube channel called Claire is Vegan, all one word, and Claire is spelt C-L-A-R-E. And um, she's got a few videos up, but this one is the vegan education stall, and it'll be her latest video uploaded. But if you just go to Claire is Vegan, um, all one word, on YouTube, and you just look for her um, vegan education stall at, at her school. I can't remember if that's the exact title. Again, I didn't write it down, and I can't go online to check it out because my garage brand will crash. But um, I'll also post a link, and I promise all these links will be there. Um, so that brings me to what I was going to talk about today, um, and it's more just a, like a peeve that I have. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the work of Milan Wallet because I think it's really valuable work. Um, she she's she's really really good at um, you know it's just I think it's just so incredibly important for us to you know one thing I saw that resonated with me and made me feel better about myself as well <laughs> is I believe it's Bertrand um, Russell and the quote is where the truth is injured defend it um, or words to that effect again I didn't write it down but words to that effect um, it may even be exact um, but uh, when I saw that I just thought oh thank goodness you know because I I'm just like that like I just can't stand by and see the truth being injured or misrepresented, especially when it comes to veganism, because it's the biggest injustice of all our time. I mean, it's well, it's equally unjust as all the other massive holocausts and genocides and all these terrible things. It's, it's equally unjust as any human rights issue. It's just that it's other animals. Um, so and so I I can't seem to you know I can't I can't help myself like even even if 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 it's a misrepresentation of abolition if it's a misrepresentation of veganism just this this the person inside of me the this whatever the person I didn't know existed before I you know woke up to all this just cannot sit by and shut up about it and it doesn't make you popular it doesn't but it made me feel better to see that quote by Bertrand Russell. And there are other people who also seek to defend the truth 
when it has been injured and they're very very good at it and that that whether that be um animal welfare obviously Gary Francione has been addressing that I mean I'm reading Animals Property and the Law which was written and it's just an amazing book and it was written in 1995 um I really recommend reading that book and I might talk about that a bit later but anyway Going back to Milan's particular um, blog, which is a fantastic blog, um, and her latest article, she um, is really good at um, looking in the media, and because seeing these articles about veganism and they're rip and they're just being so, their people are just so apologetic about being vegan, and it just makes me sick. And and it's, I mean, I'm going to try to stay on track because it's all related to this. It's a theme that I've tried to confront the whole time I've been doing my podcast, the whole time I started being a vegan advocate and woke up to abolition. As We've been fighting this theme. We've been fighting the other vegans about this with regard to, we've been arguing with them or whatever you want to call it um, about this, you're not allowed to be preachy or you're going to scare people away or all this kind of stuff. It's it's just so misguided and it's just so wrong. But anyway, this latest article by Milan, and I've got the page up and I'm I'm not going to look anywhere else and I'm hoping that my garage band doesn't crash. Um, Milan's very good at this. There's but The thing is that now that veganism is becoming more and more noticeable because it's like a ripple effect. Don't get it twisted. It is happening. It is out there and it is starting to happen, people. Uh, in a big way. I mean, I've been saying that for the last year or two years, but it's just exponential. I, you know, so so now we have um, all kinds of people who are getting uh, mainstream kind of attention um, about so-called veganism. And I say so-called veganism because um, it's it's not it's not always actually veganism. Um, I mean, it's just it's just not. I mean, you're either vegan or you're not. I'm so sorry to break that to you, but it's really really true. So this article that Milin wrote on her blog spot, um, like I say, my face is on fire, is called "Shame, Shame, um, Vegan Stereotypes," and um, and I was just I was just uh, reading through it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do my podcast now because this was kind of related to what I was going to talk about in my podcast as well. Um, there's a apparently there's a there's a new site called Vegan Housewives, and um, the person who founded Vegan Housewives talks about a stealth veganism stealth okay like the like the stealth missiles or you know S T E A L T H, and I love the way Milen <laughs> Milen says it. Um, she she says that. Um, because what what this person is saying is that vegan is veganism still gets depicted as crazy, restrictive, unhealthy, unnatural, and for weird, crunchy hippies. But then the, the, this is the person who this is the vegan housewife article, and then she says, but in fact there are many stealth vegans among us, stealth vegans, and um in fact one of the other co-founders isn't even vegan um of this site Vegan Housewives, and and Milan very aptly says way to dodge that stereotype, sister. So um. It's, it just read this article by Milene. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and read the whole thing out loud to you, although, God, I just, I really would love to actually. Um, just go and read it. I'll put a link to it. It's um, it's really, it's on Milene's blog. It's the article from the 23rd of May, Wednesday, and it's Shame, Shame, Vegan Stereotypes. And um, so what she says is that basically one of the things I like is... Um, 
Right, so, and this is really, really common. Um, so Milen writes that maybe in her world, good vegans are those who shut up about veganism and who willingly opt to ignore animal products in their food, i.e. those who are stealthy enough to pass themselves off as non-vegan. Um, she says in the interview after all that she honestly doesn't think that at first sight anyone would know what kind of lifestyle she chooses and that this is kind of nice. Bad vegans, you know, quote unquote bad vegans on the other hand are those who speak up for animals and who aren't ashamed to establish and defend their own ethical boundaries. Well, I put my hand up as a bad vegan. How about you? I know Milen is. Go bad vegan. Be bad. Because I just cannot stand this this. I just, I just cannot stand it. Um, how, how can, can this be? Um, I just, how can this be thought of as the way to be? It's not. I mean, firstly, I mean, maybe, the, maybe the, these, 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 these people are not really that concerned. I mean, I believe, I just believe that the only way that you could make this, have this attitude that like, if you stand up for what's right, and if you just make sure that you don't consume, like you can't control what anyone around you does, because the whole sort of article that she's talking about is when you go to a restaurant, and you're saying, if you, if you go to a restaurant where animal products are actually cooked, which I just don't do, I just don't do for my own reasons, many, many good ones, I believe, but if I did, if I did go to a restaurant where animal foods are cooked, I have learnt my lesson, believe me, the hard way, will make sure that my food is not cooked on the same grill as the animal fat in all the animal products. But apparently that's pushy because my, my refusal to consume the animal fat of slaughtered animals is apparently pushy and negative. My, asser my assertion of my rights as a vegan, my rights to, to reject exploitation and to absolutely stand up and say, I will not do that, is apparently negative and pushy and I should just be quiet and then this is the way that we're going to be get you know this is the way that I mean I don't even know what this woman wants I mean she obviously just wants I mean I don't think that she really cares if other people go vegan or not I care I want everyone to go vegan I think they are obligated morally to do so but I can't force them to and I definitely don't have society on my side and these people aren't helping. Um, I don't have society on my side and um, I don't have law obviously on my side but um, I am unapologetic about that just like I'm unapologetic about the fact that I don't think anybody should be raped or that anyone should beat their wife or beat um, beat their children or be murdered or you know uh, whatever. I mean I'm unapologetic about that as well. The difference is is that when I go into a restaurant and have lunch, there isn't really much risk of me causing or, or taking on the products of rape or the products of child molestation in my um, ordering. Um, although, obviously, as we know, the, the, the world is pretty corrupt and so you, you do sort of get overwhelmed when you think, well... Uh, did, 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 was this sugar produced by somebody who was you know, basically a slave or was it, you know, so those kinds of things can can overwhelm you and you do the and you do the absolute 
Uh, you do the absolute best you can, but you can definitely avoid consuming the body parts of actual slaves that you know were slaves, and you can stand up and say, I refuse to do that because I am vegan, and not try to hide it. I disagree with this, and I just am so, I mean, I just, it's so wonderful that I'm not alone in this, and Milen just articulates it so well, because this isn't the first time that this has happened. Obviously, Vegan Outreach promotes this, Peter Singer promotes this idea that you have to be quiet, and you have to not make a fuss, and you know, you're going to scare people away and think people are going to think you're so pushy and so negative because you absolutely find it abhorrent and you absolutely refuse yourself. I mean, you're not even trying to like, I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm going into the restaurant and saying to everybody around me, although I wish that I could, um, I mean, and I could, but I don't think it would necessarily be that effective in that moment for me to turn around and say, all of you people have to have a vegan dinner tonight and, you know, all the animal products in the restaurant have to be thrown away um, and everybody has to have, you know, and you have to clean all the dishes and we all have to have a vegan meal. That, I would think, would may not be effective. That may not be, I mean... I, I wish that we could do that, but I just don't think that that is effective because we are so, because of people like this who are actually supposedly vegan, who are apologetic. One of the things that um, Live Vegan um, Facebook page is a wonderful, I mean, I recommend Live Vegan, going on Live Vegan and just reading all the quotes. And Gary Francione's got a Facebook page as well, and these are, a lot of them are his quotes. Um, Never apologize for being nonviolent. Don't apologize for that. So, how dare they say that I personally ought to consume the 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 fat you know the the body fat of some slaughtered being in my meal in order not to make a fuss and in order not to scare people away? I just find it outrageous now they may turn around and say, "How dare you say that i I have to you know go into a restaurant and um and force the um the waiter to to not uh, cook my food on a grill where animal fat is is being cooked. Well, I really don't see a lot of us saying that. What we say is that 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 really I per, I don't think that that's a good thing. To, that's a good thing to do. Um, myself um, is to go into a restaurant and be quiet about the fact that you're vegan and just accept if they put a little cheese on your on your food to just be quiet and not make a fuss about it and then just eat it because otherwise people will think that you're you know they'll be scared away from veganism. I just, I don't see the connection. I mean, what Milan has written so many articles about this. I really recommend checking out her blog. How, how, how is that teaching people about veganism? Don't you want other people to learn about veganism? Well, you know what? Veganism means not eating cheese. So if you get served a dish and there's cheese on it and you eat it, then you're actually not vegan and you're not being vegan and you're showing everybody else what non-veganism is and you're telling them that it's vegan. So you are completely an utterly misrepresenting one of the most important and crucial, crucial social justice movements of our time. Um, and you are betraying the victims of exploitation uh, to do that. So, so Milen also says, um, in the end, what matters to me is not whether being consistent in my avoidance of consuming animals is mocked and mischaracterized by other self-described vegans who choose to be inconsistent. In the end, what matters to me is that I not provide demand for further exploitation and that I make it clear that I take not consuming others seriously. That I may not be stealthy is less 
a concern to me than my worry that vegans are actually out there right now actively perpetuating speciesism and that this speciesism is lulling people into thinking that there's anything right and continuing to use other animals as things existing for human use and I agree with that it's just so incredibly important it's just so incredibly important not to don't get sucked into this don't let people like this scare you into into betraying veganism because they say that you're pushy and that you are um, negative and that you are fundamentalist in all of these things that we get called you know don't let them do that to you their assumption is incorrect that being an unequivocal voice for justice and respect and nonviolence is going to actually hurt the movement for respect and nonviolence. And being a stealthy person who is non-vegan and pretends to be vegan most of the time, um, but is non-vegan when it's suitable to them, so they don't make a fuss. That that is what is going to, you know, help um, create um, this movement and this is going to help this veganness. I mean, my only conclusion is these people really don't actually care whether other people go vegan or not. All they care about is themselves and how easy their lives are and how you know that they, they can like be socially accepted and everybody wants to go have lunch with them because they don't quote make a fuss you know what I mean I when I go out to lunch um, not only not only is it inconvenient and incredibly frustrating and sort of unfair in my opinion that I even have to deal with this because the world's not vegan yet because the human race isn't vegan yet which is just awful that I even have that we even have to go through this but we do have to go through it it's our moral obligation to do so because think about it not when you go to a restaurant and you are and you educate them about what it is and you say I don't eat cheese I don't eat this and then if they send you the cheese you send it back you say look I don't eat you know I'm not going to eat that um, any more than I would if there was feces on it and um, you don't necessarily have to put it like put it like that but I'm going to read something from another thing from Elaine's article which I find priceless think about it you're educating that restaurant and the more vegans who do so that restaurant and the more vegans we create the more vegans there will be going to restaurants and we're going to grow exponentially right you're educating them on how to cater for a vegan person okay so just as they're learning about gluten-free and how to cater to people who are gluten-free etc etc you're teaching them how to create um, how to work with someone who is in their restaurant who is vegan in this transition period when we are in the incredible minority which we are and which we may be for quite a long time I don't really know what's going to happen so you have a duty to do that so how is you know so if you go to a restaurant and you do that and the next vegan does it and you say this is what what it means then they'll learn and then the kitchen will learn and there won't be any problem will there because because you will have educated them. You will have been that pioneer who went into the restaurant and actually had the, you know, the fortitude or whatever, which I don't think it is even fortitude. I think it's just like obligation to yourself, not only just to yourself, but to the victims, but to yourself also, if you're vegan, to say to them that very clearly that you're not going to take, you're not going to ingest any animal products into your body. You're just not going to do it. Um, then they'll learn, and then the next, then finally, after a while, they'll be like, "Okay, vegan means this." So when the vegan comes, we're going to we're going to say to them, "We're going to have a just like they do in the cafes. If you go to a cafe, they have a separate pitcher for soy milk and a separate pitcher for cow's milk. You you get a separate pitcher for your soy milk. So they've already learned that. So when I go to a, um, a cafe after learning a few times that I didn't need to ask anymore, I observe them, and the one before me is because it's very rare that there's a soy latte before mine or after mine. It's usually cow's milk. Um, I watch them use that pitcher, and then they use a separate pitcher for the soy milk. 
So you're educating the restaurant on what it is to be vegan and you're making it easier and better for the next vegans who come along to that restaurant so they can don't even have to say it. The waiter will say to them, oh, you're vegan. Okay, so just to let you know, we're going to cook your food on a different plate. We're going to cook your food on a different you know, thing. We understand that that's how that works. We understand you don't have any cheese or any kind of animal product and you're setting the stage and you're creating that pathway and you're opening up that dialogue and you're making it easier for the following vegans. And we have a right, you know, we have an obligation to do that for the vegans coming behind us as well. So that's another reason why I disagree with this point of view. Because how, what good is it if you go to a restaurant? You know, one of the reasons we're having so many problems is because people are going to restaurants and saying, oh, you can't make a fuss. And so when they serve the vegan cheese on the meal, then the vegan just says, oh, well, I have to be stealthy and eat it. Great. So that means the next person who comes along who's vegan is, go- is probably going to have the same mistake done to them. So how is that helping? So, you you know, be, be fair to, your, to the fellow vegans as well and educate the restaurants, educate them so that they, because they're businesses, they want to cater to the audience or they want to cater to their customers and it's just easier for them. It's easier if they already know these things. And once they know these things, they know them. And believe me, you can taste, and I can vouch for this because I, I've been through it and it was an awful, I just didn't think, I just didn't think when I went to this place to say, you have to cook my food. I mean, I know that sounds silly but I didn't there was a it had a vegan sort of tofu dish that you could get that was like a vegan brunch and and I also do believe that my palate has 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 refined itself and I can really taste these things whereas before I couldn't and you can taste if there's animal fat in your food if they've cooked it on the same grill so they're not going to be able to get away with it just like you could taste if they accidentally put cow's milk in your in your latte instead of you know they're not going to get away with it you can taste if there's cheese you can taste if there's bacon it's only if there's really trace amounts of stuff that you're not going to be able to taste it, especially if you've been vegan for ages and you just have to hope that they're not deceiving you i mean that's why i just i don't go to restaurants that cook animal products because i just cross contamination i've just worked in too many restaurants but anyway i don't want to I don't want to put, put put everyone off, but um, so so that's another reason why you should stand up and and do these things and say no cheese. And if they send cheese, say no. I'm sorry, you know that's incorrect. It's just got cheese on it. It's not vegan. And then the next time the vegan comes in the restaurant, they won't make that same mistake twice. Believe me, the chef, the last thing the chef wants to do is deal with that. And you know, don't be afraid. Not all chefs are going to spit in your food or whatever like that. It's not all like that, you know. So, so, you know, educate the restaurants so that the next vegans who come along behind you can, you know, can do it um, without having to go through this. Don't you think? I mean, the last thing you want to do is to teach them that veganism is actually non-veganism. I mean, what the heck is the point of that? Okay, so this is another brilliant, brilliant thing from this article, and I really just want to read it. I love it. I never thought of this. Um, I'll read this, I'll read this verbatim from the article. This is from Milen's, um Shame, Shame, Vegan Stereotypes. She says, I remember years ago how an ex had been questioned by a friend who was hosting a barbecue about my veganism. I think my ex had mentioned that there was no need to worry about me and that I'd just bring something to eat that needn't sit on a charred grill. His friend asked what the big deal would be in having food which had been cooked on or alongside ground meat. Without skipping a beat, my ex asked, Do you find the idea of eating feces revolting? Well, yeah. What about eating something cooked on something that had just been covered in feces? The conversation ended. So that's brilliant. I mean, think about it. You know, people can relate to that. Sometimes you have to create analogies that they can relate to. I think that's just so brilliant. I just love it. So anyway, thank you, Milene, again, for writing another wonderful article. And, um, And yeah, I just think that's really hilarious. And I'm going to use that. Oh, yes, I am.
it's it's so funny, you know. When I first went vegan, I my um because I was I grew up eating food food like that, and it was and that was what attracted my palate when I grew up. It was it was the smell of animal flesh I found attractive because I enjoyed eating it. The more the longer you're vegan, it becomes repulsive, and you know it smells really acidic to me now. And and at my job, there's a um. There's a, a sandwich maker, which is like a hot, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a, um, it has a lid and you kind of close it together and everybody always has cheese, of course. And the smell of that cheese, it just repulses me. And I can't believe I used to actually find that smell attractive and delicious. And I find the animal products cook cooking, they smell really acidic to me, just acid and they smell just absolutely disgusting disgusting and at my job I have no choice but to smell that and it's so upsetting and I have this little um perfume stuff that I got from Lush it's a vegan um perfume sort of paste stuff and I put that under my nostrils and it helps me to cope because I actually paint it under my nostrils and then I and it's a very very strong strong sort of mentally I mean it's not it's not the most nicest perfume they've got better perfumes uh, at um at Lush this is one of the previous ones that they used to have but that that helps me to cope at work but when I go out to eat I'm not going to submit myself to that that's why I don't go and eat at restaurants where they cook um, animals um, that I have to smell it um, just for my own like I said there's no moral difference but it's just my own visceral comfort level I mean we have to do what we can what we can to cope I in a way I wish that I could go to barbecues and things like that and cope because I think that you know it is great to get out there and show people that food vegan food is amazing and take your own maybe take your own grill if you have a little portable grill and you can cook your vegan burgers and things and show people how amazing the food is and you know things like that um, I just I just simply cannot cope with that smell I won't be able to enjoy myself it is I just I couldn't I cannot sit there and, and pretend to enjoy myself smelling the corpse of animals any more than I could sitting there pretending to enjoy myself smelling the corpse of burning humans of of slaughtered humans I just I just couldn't so um anyway I am rambling aren't I well anyway so I just this is so important don't listen to this nonsense that you have to be a Sadulf vegan don't listen to it it's just you're standing up for what's right I mean, how can that be a bad thing? And what do they think we're doing? Like, going up to the waiter and being like, You a-hole! I want my food cooked separately! You better make sure that it's done, you jerk! You know, no! We're just calmly and rationally saying, I'm vegan. That means I don't consume animals in my diet, amongst other things. It's not only diet. Therefore, it is very important to me that my food be cooked only with vegetables because I only eat vegetables. Now, if these people were talking about someone who had a peanut allergy, um, maybe that's not a good one because a peanut allergy, literally, you'll die. And I'm not going to die if I eat inadvertently animal products. I'm going to feel sick. But I'm not going to die, so okay, fair enough. But any other allergy, like a, a gluten allergy or, or even just an allergy where you just get a ruddy nose or, or, or something like that, which is obviously very uncomfortable and I'm not I'm not mis I'm not sort of um I'm not belittling or, or dismissing al aller allergic reactions to food. But I'm saying if you go to a restaurant and you have an allergy and you say to the waiter, Look, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to this and you know you have to make sure that my food doesn't get cooked with anything that's been cooked on there it has to be on a completely separate grill or a completely separate fry pan or whatever um, yeah I mean people being people and the restaurant industry being what it is and I've worked in a lot of restaurants yeah they may sort of say oh you know it is it is it is going to take some extra effort on our part um, to do that but they they have to do it or whatever and maybe your friends are like oh well if we take so and so out we have to sort of you know but so what it's not my fault it's their fault for not being vegan every time I go out and there's any kind of issue like if I like I went out I'll just give an example like when I go out to eat with people and this doesn't happen very often anymore because like I say I just I just in order to cope I just cannot go where they cook animal bodies I cannot cope with that but let's say um other experiences you know and and say that there is an issue like um you have to sort of uh make allowances for um the fact that there you know uh, that the the restaurant's not vegan and I have to do some I have to talk to the waitress and then I have to talk to the cook and then I have to double check the food and make sure they didn't get it wrong because like I remember when when I first came to New Zealand we went to a restaurant and um I told the waitress very clearly I'm vegan and um and I said no animal products at all no nothing and then when they brought my noodle dish it had eggs in it and so you have to be careful because you can sit there and talk your head off and then the chef is still going to throw something in whatever and um i don't sit there and think to my like unlike what these people expect it seems i don't sit there and, and and feel embarrassed or like awkward or like i don't sit there and feel apologetic like oh i'm causing this fuss i'm furious and outraged that the human race is not vegan you know i mean between you and me i mean obviously i don't sit there in the restaurant and say those words i mean i hope people don't think we're stupid we know how to talk to people, but you know what? When we talk to people, we don't apologize for being vegan and we don't hide it and we don't be stealthy about it. We're open about it because that's the only way that we're ever going to educate people about what being vegan means. And you can have an interesting experience and it can be a wonderful experience and if it gets a little uncomfortable, well, guess what? When you stand up for what's right against the status quo and when you are the only person and everybody else is just accepting and everybody else is just eating whatever the restaurant serves them and you are that one voice, yes, you are going to be in the spotlight. Yes, you are going to be viewed as maybe the person who's being, quote, difficult, unquote. But if you believe and if you know that it is right what you're doing then and you, sh and you are confident in that and, and you are assertive about it, which is different from being a jerk about it but there's a difference between being assertive and being aggressive there's a difference between being assertive and being submissive and and being stealthy and hiding your veganism and just eating whatever it is just so that you don't make a fuss and then turning around telling people I'm vegan so they go away with this view that being vegan means that you basically avoid animal products when it's convenient which is not true is it so um I just, yeah, I obviously, as you can tell, I get very upset with this because, you know, and and I'm a very serious person about this issue, and I, but I'm actually a pretty jokey person, like, I kind of like lightheartedness, and, you know, I do, I just enjoy a good laugh, and I have a good sense of humor, but just not about this. I just don't have a sense of humor about this. I have a zero sense of humor about and I have zero tolerance for the perpetuation of speciesism, especially by vegans. It's the ultimate betrayal. Don't they get it? What is wrong with the, I don't understand. And I guess I guess that uh, I'm guessing that the reason that 
that that that they're that way is because they actually don't see it as an issue of justice and respect. They see it as, um, I don't know, as what, a lifestyle, a diet, maybe something like that. In which case, I can see cheating every now and then. You know, if it's a diet, I mean, I mean. Even you know, I'm not sure. I've I don't have celiac disease, and I believe it's a terrible disease, and very painful. I don't know if they can sort of cheat every now and then and and have it. But I used to go out with a guy. My ex-boyfriend was allergic to um, all uh, seed-dwelling um, shelled um, beings, so um, shrimp and and crabs and and lobsters and those beings for some reason he had an allergic reaction and he had an EpiPen which is a giant <laughs> injection that you literally have to stab into yourself um, because uh, the allergy was potentially fatal although rarely fatal I believe it was just um, it was an extreme allergy and he literally would go out and eat these things every now and then um, you know, because he just wanted to, and despite his despite his allergy, even though he knew that it was a horrible allergy, and his face would swell up, his whole face and his throat and everything would swell up, and and if he wasn't careful, he would have to use his epipen. He would still go out and you know cheat. You know what I'm saying? So diet and and these kind of health things, they're just they're just not that. But when when you when you wake up to the injustice to the injustice the outrageous outrageous injustice of the, the this just horrific torture and 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 oh my gosh just it's just when you wake up to that you cannot cheat and you cannot be quiet and you you know and 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 uh, it's just astonishing to me that we're still dealing with with well we're still dealing with 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 people who call themselves vegans who who are basically saying we need to be apologetic and we need to be stealthy and things. But like I say, I really don't think they're vegan. And I remember Butterflies Cats wrote a blog post um, recently that was like, "Are you a vegan?" and listed because um, um, it's just and and she got a lot of backlash for it. And I'll post a link to that as well. And I believe she rewrote it as well because. Um, I, I didn't read the first one. I stayed offline for quite a while. I was on holiday and I wasn't going on the internet as well. But I saw some backlash for it. But I always knew this is the butterflies. She's uncompromising about veganism. So I believe there was um, things about maybe being vegan sexual that some people objected to. Um, I'm not really sure. But anyway, the backlash was astonishing. That you know, and, and it's so sad that she even has to write this because we shouldn't have to defend our moral consistency to other vegans why are we doing that why are we having to do that why are other vegans taking the the sort of the, the side or the point of view of non-vegans and saying we're pushy and we're preachy don't they see how can you say that the only way i think is if you yourself don't recognize that it's an issue of justice and and and, and moral personhood versus um the status of things you just can't recognize that if you're going to try to sort of turn around and be all like, shh, you know, stop, stop making waves. Um, it's just to me, um, yeah, I don't think anyone should be doing that.
and as you can tell so um and anyway so that that's enough about that but um i when i go out i'm just extremely inconvenienced by them not being vegan it's very annoying and upsetting to me that i have to go to my job and i have to smell corpses and it's so incredibly distressing to me it is disgusting and it is it is nauseating as well as 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 very saddening and and very depressing i'm outraged that i have that i am having to deal with that i am not sitting there thinking i'm i shouldn't be upset now i um i don't storm into the kitchen and say um you know, you're all murderers or you're all corpse munchers or whatever stupid terms come up, they come up that just focus on flesh and are useless. Anyway, um, I do very obvious, I just, I get on with my job, but I put the stuff under my nose or I ask if I can shut the, or I just go up and shut the door. I just shut the kitchen door because the kitchen is sort of close to where I work, but there's a, a sliding door, but the door is constantly opened again anyway, because people are going in and out and getting cups of tea. I mean, I think the fact that I don't stand up and and say, how disgusting, this is revolting, how can you do this to them, you know, how can you eat their bodies, I mean, I think the fact that I don't do that shows an unbelievable level of restraint. Um, it's more tactics than anything else, because Unlike what people think, we do recognize that we have to be tactful and we have to pick our moments and we have to be, a, you know, we have to, um, we have to realize that, you know, I don't think that, I just have learned from experience, actually, sadly, that um, being um, accusatory to people while they're eating um, doesn't work and that is a tactic well they're eating their food I understand that and I do respect that people choose not to go into people's faces while they're eating their food and say how disgusting that you're eating those corpses or, or things like that while they're actually eating I do feel like that can put up walls and that can um, make people not want to talk to you and I find it really important that people talk to me like I really want to keep the lines of communication open um, however that's hugely different than when you are the one who's eating and when you are the one who is living the just and respectful uncompromising vegan life that you are living that you are supposed to compromise on your ethics in order to make them feel better no 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 there's a very big difference very big difference to that and one of them and and that not only does it not help um uh, the 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 non-human animals it it actually hurts hurts the movement and you know it's just really sad that um, abolitionists who are unequivocal about veganism are um, still being called pushy and preachy by um, people who are uh, calling themselves vegan um, because we're uncompromising about our consumption I mean this isn't even like you know this is about what I put in my body and I'm supposed to like consume it because I don't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable or I don't want to put the restaurant out. I'm being put out. I am being put out. You know, it's inconvenient to me and it's, and it's, it's, it's no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be quiet about it. So when it comes to me, I'm very, very open and you know, you can still have those conversations with people. And like I say, I've learned that, 
unfortunately, because I mean, there used to be two vegans at my job, myself and one other person. She was um, not an abolitionist, of course. I'm sad to say we're still in the minority. Anyway, um, she's gone now and I'm the only vegan at my job. So um, the last thing I'm going to do is portray veganism as being someone who is only vegan when it's convenient to them. Um, so when I get invited to things or when I get asked about things, I mean, I'm very, very clear that I'm not going to either, I'm either not going to go and I say why. I say, I cannot stand the smell of corpses. You can say, say that to people. Don't be afraid to say that to people. We need to start saying the truth to people. There's a big difference between saying to someone, I cannot stand the smell of corpses and I refuse to eat them. Then there is in saying to someone, you disgust me because you eat corpses. Now, although the latter may be true, it's tactically probably not the best way. So I am all about tact. I'm all about tact and learning how to talk to people and being effective. But you, at the very least, you have to be uncompromising about your actions in front of them. At the very least. And um, with people that you work with and people that you see every day, it's, it's, it's a different dynamic. Like I say, I've, I've learned from that. But um, on the, at, the, at, the, um, and at the street stall, what we talk about concepts and you can talk about, you know, concepts and don't talk about that individual in, in particular. You just talk about the concept of, of justice, the, t the concept of consuming corpses, the concept of slaughtering babies. It's that concept that you're talking about. You don't necessarily have to say you, you, you. Um, although... You know, if they ask and they say, well, I'm consuming babies, you say, yeah, you are, you know, I mean, don't lie. But when it comes to your own actions, you you just, you have to be, be vegan. You know, don't apologize for being nonviolent. And I really recommend checking out Milen's blog. There's lots of articles that she um, addresses that are like this. And, you know, thank goodness for people like her who are out there countering these because a, a non-vegan is going to read this person's article and they are going to feel gratified and they're going to feel good about their non-veganness. And we don't want that, do we? Do we? I mean, I certainly don't. I do not want people to feel good about not being vegan. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to, um, I don't set out to make people feel bad, but I set out to educate people about the injustice and the immorality of non-veganism. And Sadly, um, it may not um, go down so perfectly, wonderfully well in um, everyone's, you know, life. But I mean, like any other social justice issue, in the beginning, when it when it's catching on, yeah, it's it's you know. But I mean, at least like I've like other people have said before me many times, and like I agree, we're not being lynched or beaten up for being vegan. I mean, at the moment, um, we are being ridiculed. And there's more and more articles coming out combating it. And there was a competition in the New York Times about uh, defending uh, what they call meat eating, again, focusing on flesh and diet. But anyway, so the backlash is beginning in a major way. Um, there's always been backlash against any, you know, the vegan veganism because veganism wasn't invented yesterday and there have been vegan societies and vegans for for a long time and they've dealt with backlash but the way to deal with it is not to to compromise and not to hide it and not to be stealthy and not to be apologetic about it i mean i just don't see how that works and you know 
I mean, it's kind of like, well, thanks a lot. Um, you're not helping, you know, us. I mean, unless they just don't care about the vegan movement. Like, I'm not, I, not only am I vegan, I want everybody else to be vegan. <laughs> just like, not only do I not beat children, I want everybody else to stop beating children too. Etc. 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 Right? I mean, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels that way. In fact, I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. So, anyway. So, the other little thing that I was going to talk about, which was... Um, Another thing, um, it was an, it was another article that I read on Milan's on Milan's blog as well, and I'll post a link to it. It was about this other article, another article written by someone who was supposedly vegan, or maybe it was no, it was a non-vegan who was writing about how difficult it was to be vegan. That's what it was. It was an article from not that long ago from Milan's blog, and it was, it was just it just goes on and on about the ma- the fake meats and the fake um, the fake um, cheeses. And I just want to briefly comment on that because I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, I was eating this um, gluten, um, chewy, um, uh, really um, flavorsome um, gluten bar thing. And I guess you could call it a fake meat or a fake, um, I don't know, jerky or something. I don't know. But it's not about being fake meat. I'm sorry. It's not about being fake meat. You know, I was thinking about it. I was walking along and I was, as usual, having, because I still do this all the time. I have my little scenarios where I have imaginary conversations with people. And I'm like, you know, I'm eating this. Let me see what a non-vegan would say. And they say, oh, well, um, I'm surprised that you're eating that because it's like fake meat. And then my answer was, oh, right, because, um, of course, because vegans don't like food that's tasty and has texture and is flavorsome. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole point of being vegan is not to have flavorsome textured food, is it? So it's not like, I, I know that there are some people who, like I remember at the um, Loving Heart, they have a f- what they call a fake beef um, uh, dish and it, it is very realistic and I, I didn't like it um, because I did, I did find it to be disconcerting. Um, but it, it's when you, when you like, you know, it's not about it being fake meat. It's about the fact that there are certain um, substances from the plant world that can be chewy and and hold flavor in a different way from um, other vegetables. So flour, wheat flour or um, gluten flour, I should say, or um, textured vegetable protein can be formatted into things that are chewy and, and, and textured um, in a different way than, say, a carrot is, 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 has a texture or, or a, a squash has a texture or pasta has a texture. I mean, pasta is chewy and you can infuse flavor into it. So it's not about trying to have the most real seeming meat, you know, oh, I have to have the meat again. No, it's got nothing to do with that. It's the fact that as people who love to eat, because vegans love to eat, I don't know any vegan who doesn't love to eat, and I certainly love to eat, we enjoy a variety of tastes and flavors and textures, and we happen to enjoy chewy, textured food, but we don't think that it's right, morally right, to murder someone in order to have a dish where you have chewy, textured food. Now, if there was no what they call fake meat, I don't want to call it fake meat anymore. I'm sorry. It's it's about a certain type of dish. I mean, I wish that there was another name for them now. I mean, we should start making our own names because I'm tired of this ridiculous thing where it's like they're writing about how in order to like the whole issue about being vegan is like these people are like I need my meat so I have to have the fake meat stuff and um and then they eat the the, the vegan like quote sausages unquote and they don't have the same texture as like a lamb's body well 
you know, they don't have the same textures and learns money because uh, they're not. I mean, do you eat a carrot and say, oh my God, this doesn't taste anything like an apple? I mean, no, it's not about that. It's about just a variety of dishes. Vegans are creative. Vegans enjoy um, using the techniques that they learned um, before they were vegan in order to have flavor. I mean, all of these dishes that the the non-vegans like, all the flavorings are vegan. I believe um, Moby who's the musician Moby, I believe that he's vegan. I don't know if it's just his diet or not. Um, I don't know. So I'm not going to say that he is vegan because I'm very careful now with celebrities, etc. And most people, actually, to be honest, I'm very skeptical now when anyone says they're vegan. I'm sorry, but I just am. But um, anyway, I believe he definitely eats a vegan diet. And he is the one who points it out, or maybe other people have, but I saw that he pointed out. I think it was Widomu who told me, William, um, that all of the flavorings in um, meat, so-called meat, it's all vegan. It's all spices and vegetables and herbs and things like that. So we just happen to have this, you know, we we like um, putting things inside um, pastry, just like non-vegans like eating things that are inside pastry. And we like um, eating things that you can, um, that you can like freeze and you can just sort of pull out and um, cook up with some pasta. I mean, you, and if you don't like if you don't like that kind of chewy um stuff then you don't you don't even have to eat it i mean you definitely don't i mean processed vegan food is not good for you anyway but i like to make my own bean burgers and things like that i'm sort of getting into that now although i just don't have the time when i'm working i just literally don't i just cannot i'm i'm sure that these people don't have jobs these people with their i just like how do they find the time sorry so i mostly just eat vegetables to be honest i eat vegetables or i make up big soups and that's where i eat lentils and things like that but it's very rare that i make burgers and things like that because I just don't have the time because I work 40 hours a week and I do the stall on Saturday so I only have like one day off and um and I'm kind of I'm a lazy person as well <laughs> um plus I want to do yoga and things like that so I've, I'm prioritizing so um but but anyway that's just my rant about this whole ridiculous nonsense about like the focus of all these people who are like it's so hard to be vegan the whole point is like because i can't find something that tastes exactly like baby lamb's body oh well gee that's right that's what it's all about i mean forget all the vegetables and all the amazing fruits and all the other types of wonderful tasty chewy or non-chewy or mushy or crunchy or whatever you want to call it vegan food out there it's not about imitating meat okay it's about it's just about enjoying your food and so called and 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 it just so happens that we we refuse to participate in violence and non and and injustice so we enjoy food that is not the bodies of baby lambs and it's not about imitating that it's just about a, a variety of and there are all kinds of creative shifts and everything like that so i just disagree with this whole focus on the faux meat nonsense i think it's just ridiculous um it's just like it's just so it's just so why are we even worrying about non-vegans opinion of of our so-called faux meat and how real they are um it's not about that anyway as we've as we've said but it shouldn't we shouldn't even sort of let it be about that like I do understand it in a way because, like, I mean, I'm not going to deny, we do get asked that a lot. People will say, what about cheese? Well, you know, I've heard the vegan cheese isn't very good and I don't like it. I tried the vegan cheese and I found it really yucky and I didn't enjoy it and it didn't have the same texture and stuff. And it's like, that's because it's not the same product. It doesn't come from cow's milk. It's a vegetable. It's going to be different. You know, that's not the point. It's like, in order to, um, you know, you can, you just adapt. You just adapt that. Um, you just you have a moral obligation to adapt to that. And if you don't like it, then do without. You have a moral obligation to do without. It's not a justification for not being vegan, the fact that you don't like the, quote, faux meat, unquote. And I'm not saying that any, you know, and I do know people who have worked with non-vegans and, and 
done their best to sort of like I did it for my mother. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like trying to like because 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 as we know, it's this it's this very cultural and it's this very visceral thing. Food, um, the chewiness or whatever your t- taste buds are used to, and lots of people. And I understand that and I acknowledge it and everything. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with like. I, lo- I mean, I love when people take vegan, quote, burgers, et cetera, to barbecues or vegan, quote, sausages, whatever, and people just love them and say, oh, my God, they're so delicious. and Or they say, I couldn't tell the difference, um, which can happen. You know, people can't tell the difference. There's really nothing There's really nothing wrong with, with, with that. I mean, it's just we're talking about a taste sensation. We're talking about um, chewiness or whatever kind of thing. And it's nice to, you know, for, for people to sort of have this comforting feeling that they had when they were young and they have the similar smells and similar tastes or whatever. Um, and a lot of it can be actually frighteningly similar. Like I say, I had this dish and I actually didn't enjoy it because to me it was so um, disconcerting that I felt like I was eating animals again and I, d- I didn't like that um, so it's there's nothing wrong with, 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 with the faux meat or whatever you want to call it there's nothing but it's not it's not necessary um, it's th- that's not a justification as we all know and as everyone said and if you read Milan's article she says it's not a justification for not being vegan the fact that you don't find the quote faux meat satisfying you know um, and I know that everybody knows that but I don't know if I made my point about that, but it's just so annoying to me that that's even an issue. It's just like, look, it's just it's just so relevant, really, um, to the main to the main issue. And yeah, any time anyone any time anyone sort of says to you, why do you want to have like a fake meat? You know, do you miss meat, or you must you must really like you know being vegan? You still want to eat meat and stuff. It's like, no, I don't. I just happen to like a variety of food, and I happen to like chewy food, and I happen to like texture, um, textured burgers and things that I can stick in a bun, um, just as much as you do. Um, but I just actually prefer not to take part in exploitation and slaughter of innocent beings in order to do so. It's pretty simple. Um, and there are some people who don't like the that chewiness. They they're in fact there are raw foodists who don't want anything to do with these processed foods and they're probably very very healthy and I would say that they've probably got it going on um certainly the store-bought processed foods are not healthy and I would not encourage anyone to to buy them who's thinking about trying veganism because I just don't think they're healthy but um it doesn't mean that yeah and the fact that you like vegan ice cream and things like that who doesn't like a cold you know um soft flavorsome dessert it's just sad that as a species we've used animals to do all of these things until you know recently when when vegans started to make vegan yogurt and things like that this just it's just sad that that we did it with animal products for all those years that's all you know we you know anyway i don't know if that makes any sense and yeah so anyway i feel better and um i'm sure that i ranted and raved i hope i stayed on track but do check out this wonderful new um um vegan activism the ones i talked about um emmy and claire are both in new zealand and i'm just so thrilled about that um maya and milan are in canada um and um so do check out their websites and there's just so much else going on um and hopefully you are doing something in your community or on your online community that you're comfortable doing and that is unequivocal and unapologetic and whatever your talent is i really hope that if you care and you want to do something more um that you are doing that rather than um thinking that you have to accept what your local uh, animal group is doing um and i really do hope 
hope that you can take inspiration from these people's example, um, get some ideas, and believe me, if you start doing it, other people will join you. They will start to do it too. It's like that video of the um, of the dancing guy. He, you know, it takes one person to get out there, and then other people will come. So, so be that pioneer in your community, and um, and just wait, and you will see. And it may be slow in the beginning, but um, it's 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 the right thing to do anyway, isn't it? Um, and um, and so, if you do feel like you want to do more, please do abolitionist vegan advocacy, unequivocal vegan advocacy, and educate people about veganism, show them how easy it is, um, don't be apologetic about it, and um, take uh, comfort and strength from the others who are also doing so, and I do find great strength in that, and inspiration as well. And there's so many more people whose names I could mention, and I'm terribly sorry, there's just too many, but I just wanted to highlight these, these new ones, because I just saw them on Facebook today so there you go I kind of am a moment by moment person but there's been a heck of a lot going on and um, there's a lot more going on so do have a look around your own community and if you see a lack and there's no abolitionist vegan activity in your community then maybe you should get something going and then you know other people who are in your community who are looking for it then they'll find you, won't they? But if nobody's doing it, nobody's going to find anybody and they're only going to see the welfareist activity and they're going to think that that's all there is and that's not. we don't want that. Okay, thank you so, so much for listening and I, um, I do hope to have guests on again soon. It's been a while since I've had any guests um, and, um, and um, I'll try to get my act together to do so. So thank you so much for listening and please do check out the links that I'm going to post um, on this episode and I hope to be back soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.